Welcome to the internet. Hey. <laughs> I'm literally drinking water right now. Skill issue. I don't drink water. What do you drink? Beer? Copium? Uh, gin. Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah in a decreasingly dank basement somewhere in the Logan metropolitan area. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, quote, 17 lines with two trains per day, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Kyle, quote, one car train every four minutes, Holland, and... Alex, quote, decreasingly dank basement enjoyer, Fielder. Today we're talking about Metrolink, which, despite serving <laughs> the second largest metro area in the country, isn't quite up to snuff. We'll talk arrows, bi-levels, and more after the news. Get it? Metro? <laughs> I do like it. Do, 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 do. Big news for the electric bus business today as bankrupt Proterra's electric bus line has been acquired by Volvo, meaning that there will yet again be another electric option in the North American market. Although Proterra has been criticized for major issues with unreliability and fires in the past, it's still good for a high-quality bus manufacturer to be making strides in our market. Bus Hindenburg, bus Hindenburg, bus Hindenburg. <laughs> this keeps happening. It's almost like when you put a Hindenburg inside a bus, it turns into a bus Hindenburg. I didn't know Volvo did anything electric-wise, so that's going to be interesting. That's true. I didn't know that either. But they, they make heavy machinery, so... They got, like, a, a battery plant in California and uh, something else that I can't remember. So the uh, the manufacturing place is probably in Connecticut or something. It's, it, it sounds like something that would be in Connecticut. <laughs> uh, in other news, Albuquerque has made free fare on its system permanent after a nearly two-year-long pilot program. The system sees only about 29,000 riders per day, and agency executives hope that it will allow them to focus on safety and reliability. Good news, maybe. I assume they've identified an alternate funding source. I sure hope so. And this is what they mean by focusing on safety and reliability instead of on ridership. I sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, also, would like to mention the fact that I can't wait to do episode 129 at the other other Metrolink. <laughs> and it, it, the, the, the good one. The one in uh, Manchester, United Kingdom. The good one? I wouldn't say it's the good one, but oh. it is It is one of them. One of the many Metrolinks. Do, 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 do. Do. Full steam ahead. Okay. Or full traction ahead. <laughs> yeah, that works. So, at one time, Los Angeles had the largest and most modern regional rail system on the planet. The 1,000-mile-long Pacific Electric System covered the city and its suburbs. There was even a subway. Not the same subway we talked about last time. Oh, did this one get, like, filled in? Yes. Rude. Uh-huh. Let me guess, it was going to cost money to maintain it? Yes. Damn, infrastructure be like... I know. Uh, they didn't even do the thing that I was watching this Jago Hazard video yeah. of him talking about the tram subway they had in London for a while, and... They didn't even do the thing that they did with that, where they like turned it into a car thing or tried to make it into a parking lot. They just like filled it in. Filled it in, basically. This yeah. turns out tunnel maintenance costs money. Oh, speaking of infrastructure maintenance, we missed something in the news. What's that? I-10 in LA caught fire. Oh yeah, that's not like relevant to us news though. Um, it put strain on what transit existed parallel, and the regional authorities asked people very nicely to please use transit and to stay off the neighborhood streets concept that's not going to work yeah and here in is the problem 
Anyway, <laughs> continuing. Uh, but as time wore on and Ellie began its love affair with the automobile, the system began to contract and fade. Soon it was but a shadow of its former self. Most lines were bustituted, converted to buses, <laughs> and those that remained in service weren't in particularly good shape. Ah, uh, it's the old uh, service Defund service until it sucks. Yeah, except this time, instead of it being done by the Republicans, it was done by um, a private company that didn't want to do it anymore. Great. Well, after being taken over by LA Metro's precursor in the late 1950s, the final red cars ran in 1961. <laughs> Los Angeles would be without regional rail for over 20 years. That's gotta suck. Yeah, especially for like the second largest place in the country. And they certain, and I don't believe they had quite as many freeways back then as they do now. No, not yet. It's gonna suck even more. Well, I don't <laughs> know because. We know more freeway equals more oh, traffic. Oh, yeah, this so. is true. You might actually have a chance at getting around on local streets with a, not as many freeways. True. Uh, well, that's what 20 years missing would do to you. But unlike most of the country's other truly large metropolitan areas, Los Angeles had no legacy commuter rail. When the Pacific Electric disappeared, there was no skeleton of barely operable diesel or steam commuter trains to build back from. Yeah, this is something kind of unique to L.A. is that they never had, like, a mainline commuter rail system back in the olden days. Like, you know, Chicago, New York, Philly, like, even Seattle, San Francisco had, like, mainline commuter rail trains that were just, you know, a regular commuter train. And so after the kind of end of the the train era really they just still had these kind of chugging along really terrible old commuter lines that were still barely running but they kept the right-of-ways they kept some non-zero amount of service like right philly and for example has really nice infrastructure and that just never went away and because um los angeles had relied so heavily on this interurban system rather than having like real steam train commuter service because they were built too late for it um they just didn't have anything left once the red cars were gone. Like, there was no non-bus inner-city transit, like, struggling on. So, so unlike, you know, Chicago, which is still running the same frequency it ran back then, but I mean... <laughs> so anything new from here on out has to be built from scratch. Essentially. It, I mean, on, like, SP tracks or UP tracks or whatever, but it has to be, like, fully done out. There's nothing... nothing There's no CalMod. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, like, Peninsula commute still carrying 11,000 people in 1970 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Which is really, electric now. Yeah. It really screws you over in the long run, because it's so much harder to build it another time, s rather than just having something you can build off of when you want it again. Yeah, you have to, like, start a whole new thing with Jake Bob. Yeah, As we'll and in, in the in a state with such complicated environmental uh, <laughs> review. Oh my goodness! We needed a nine tenths majority to pass our regional rail bond. This is a California moment. Checks out. <laughs> I was looking at the the supplemental CEQA report for just the flying Y on C on CHSR, and it's like over two hundred pages long. Uh huh. It's a triangle of train tracks in the middle of farmland. Uh huh. 
over 200 pages. Yeah, well, you see, it could uh, kill a bird. There's barely even pictures. I couldn't even find a diagram of what the geometry it would It could look kill like. a bird. There could be concrete that leaches into the groundwater. Your mom could kill a bird. Your mom could leach in the groundwater. She should do her own sequel report. Well, I mean, that's where <laughs> California's going, since people are now classified as pollution under California state law. <laughs> <laughs> Average degrowther. Average degrowth <laughs> moment, yeah. Oh. Well, I classify degrowthers as pollution. I, I, <laughs> I classify their ideology as pollution. Uh, this is true. This is true. Dude, do you have anything else to say before we get back on track? No. <laughs> back on track, good one. <laughs> While the tracks still exist. Yeah. Well, um, wh- what did what LA did have was one of the world's most comprehensive system of freeways, but they were rapidly becoming extremely congested as time rolled on. Don't worry, they still are. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. It's LA. LA. Hell. <laughs> you can't spell hell without LA. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. It'd be funny can. if they had the most comprehensive <laughs> system of uh, inner urban still. Yeah, they could have been the Tokyo of the West Coast, but they, they could have. They one. literally could have. So after the demise of Pacific Electric, Los Angeles was left without a true commuter rail operation. Although intercity rail operations survived to be taken over by Amtrak in 1971, most people were driving, or, God forbid, taking the bus to work, even through the midst of the energy crisis. But there were folks thinking ahead. In 1973, the Southern California Association of Government, or SCAG, (laughs) we love a a regional planning uh, organization acronym, uh, recommended a commuter line with two round trips per day running from Oxnard, the Ventura Valley, to downtown Los Angeles. That's a lot of round trips. Yeah, Yeah. that's really ambitious. It almost matches the Metro Heritage Corridor, the least frequent rail service (laughs) in the country. (laughs) (sighs) Or the North Star. Actually, it does match the North Star in Minneapolis, which runs two round trips per day. Dude, this makes me think of the... The legacy go trains, where they just drive all the trains downtown in the morning, park them in the rail yard, and then drive them all back in the evening. Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Great. Because there was only, like, one train using Union Station on any given day, so, like, <laughs> they could you just could just leave, just it, leave it, it there the on the tracks, yeah. This will <laughs> cause no problems. After lengthy litigation with Southern Pacific, which feared that commuter trains would disrupt their freight service along the mostly single-tracked line... Surprise, surprise. A new service was finally launched in 1981, making the trip between DTLA and Oxnard about an hour and 40 minutes. What if they had two tracks? No. Oh. (laughs) Well, if they had two tracks, they wouldn't be able to make excuses about running passenger service. Yeah, they would. Yeah, but they would be harder. Not really. (laughs) Like, the, 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 the line that the Cascades runs on... From like Seattle to Eugene is like mostly double tracked or even triple tracked in some places, uh-huh. and the uh, railroads still find a way to like try and disrupt service. So what if the railroads ran a damn schedule? Huh. In this country, no way. Uh, I have no uh, reference for how far downtown Los Angeles and Oxnard is. Let me look it up. Yeah, could could you put that in some like terms for me? Or Wasatch Front terms, more likely. In like, in how far it is in like, for like, like what would be an analogous city? I see. I was gonna say just put the number of miles. 
Yeah, number of miles was No, that's two. boring. That's right. boring. It's like Sanaquin. Oh, that's pretty far. Hmm. So it wasn't particularly slow. Yeah, that's that's not bad then. Um, yeah, so they decided to call the service Caltrain, uh, a name that may be familiar to folks as the current name of a somewhat more successful regional rail service in the Bay Area. <coughs> somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhat is, is, is doing a lot of work there. Um, <laughs> the service faced serious problems essentially as soon as it began operations. Only about 300 people were riding it on a daily basis, and the new Republican governor wasn't so into this whole transit thing. <laughs> oil, 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 highway, oil. Highway, highway. Uh, Caltrain also faced equipment shortages throughout its history, forced to take the leftovers from other services like Amtrak and the Southern Pacific's Peninsula Commute, the line that would later become the other Caltrain. <laughs> Lol. Service was suspended in 1983 after storms damaged a trestle and wouldn't return. One trestle. A trestle. One trestle. Big trestle. Oh, yeah, big trestle. Expensive. Um, and wouldn't return until 1986. After that time, it operated on a limited basis until it was taken over by Metrolink on its formation in 1992. So imagine just giving up for three years. Yeah. Like this I-10 <laughs> pallet fire that's in the news. If they just gave up on that section of I-10 for three years. Everyone would lose their mind. Maybe we'd think for three seconds about having more trains. Unlikely. Yeah. I feel like 300 people for that service isn't terrible. Not really, but they were hoping that 2,600 people would ride it a day, and so they were running, like, these 10-car trains, so it was a little pathetic. Oh. So it was still okay. two round trips yeah. a day. They just wanted to fill all the trains. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> definitely how that works. Hundo Santo. It's the classic model of trying to sell transit to people who are, are already paying for cars and could just as easily drive and are driving for literally every single trip except for their super, super commute to downtown L.A., well, that's not a super commute, technically. It's 60 miles. Super commute is over three hours. I thought a uh, round trip. Well, it's probably over um, three hours now. Well, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so questionable business model, since they're not building transit that, pe that people can rely on for everything. Nonetheless, in 1990, the Orange County Transit Authority began service on a new line between downtown L.A. and the San Juan Capistrano. In Orange County. This service ran a single daily round trip and would be operated by Amtrak until 1995 when it was handed over to Metrolink. Average Metrolink line. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> one round let's, trip. Let's, one round trip, it's fun. Can we shorten Orange County Transit Authority to Okta? Yeah, sure. that's actually what they... Um, what they are branded as. One of the better acronyms. Yeah, it's not It's not bad. I, I like it. They're but. building a really terrible streetcar at the moment, so... Great. <laughs> this will cause no problems. <laughs> what? Well, really terrible streetcar. It might not be the worst streetcar in history, but it's not good. Huh. So, so it's not like a, a Seattle streetcar, then? No, Seattle streetcar is pretty good because people actually use it. I'm thinking more like like the Dallas streetcar, which like goes nowhere and like five people ride it every day. Mm. Uh, mm. So it, it's about an S line, maybe. 
I would say it's going to be more like a, an S-line. Yeah, it's probably an S-line. <laughs> Could be worse then. Yeah, much worse. In 1988 and 1989, San Bernardino and Riverside County residents voted to tax themselves for transportation improvements, opening the door for regional rail service to resume in Los Angeles. Woohoo! Planners had been hoping to expand rail service throughout the metro area for some time, so when they got an opportunity, they seized it. I'm glad that this is happening, and I once again irked that we have to... uh Put transit funding to vote you and highway funding just seeps out of the ceiling. Nine and a half, uh, you need 95 one hundredths uh, majority to fund anything in California. <laughs> and uh, 30 out of 100 to shoot everybody. Yes. Average That's California One out of 100 to shoot everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Seems fair enough, I guess. Two options fund train, shoot everyone. They should put that on the ballot measure. That's a you tough know that ballot. like two thirds of Californians would pick shoot everybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's more than sixty percent. So and then we can't. Well, that'll really <laughs> decrease the housing prices in San Francisco. And we can finally <laughs> move there. Uh, average degrowther. That would, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this? A Rust Belt city? That that's dark, Kyle. That's really dark. <laughs> Yeah. This is like, I had a friend over over the weekend. He might be listening to this so high, Ethan. Um, this is like what conservatives think about the south side of Chicago is that everyone is just constantly being shot. <laughs> <laughs> so On G for real. Uh-huh. The trains have bullet holes in them. It's our podcast. We don't have to say true things on it. We can yeah, just... Yeah, we are actually out. allowed to do misinformation. We can literally say whatever we want. Uh, did and you know that the Eiffel Tower is not actually in Paris? It's in... Vegas? Uh, Lyon. Oh. Did you know King Tut was buried in the uh, Bass Pro Shop Pyramid in Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know that... Napoleon uh, is still alive and actually rules over the small island nation of Saint Pierre et Miquelion. Checks out. And and he's 6'8. With lasers. And he's 6'8. So close. Well, well, pay us to do more misinformation next episode. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you to our patrons. Spreading misinformation since. 2021. 2020? 2021. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, in 1990, leaders in L.A., Ventura, and San Bernardino counties brought 173 miles of abandoned and active Southern Pacific right-of-way. The following hey. year, 1991, the Southern California Regional Rail Authority geez, was founded <laughs> by various transit agencies in the region, choosing the name Metrolink for the L.A. Metro's future regional rail system. Which they stole shamelessly from St. Louis. Lol. How do we acronym this one? Like, Scra? Scra? Scra! 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 I don't know. Yeah. Nationalize the railroads, but by very slowly just buying bits and pieces of them until they're all gone. Mm -hmm. That's what they did with America. True. Except the other way. Well, in uh, 1992, Metrolink brought yet more track, 366 miles from the predecessor of the BNSF, um, which is... 
The oh. Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway. Okay, thank you. And 67 more miles of track from the Southern Pacific Railway. Later that year, service began on the original three lines, the Orange County Line, the Ventura Line, which would later be extended back to Oxnard, and the Santa Clara Line, today Antelope Valley Line. Yeah, so they bought, like, over the course of, like, two years, like, 600 miles of track. Cool. I can support that. Not just right away, it included theoretically functional track. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a lot. That's more than UTA has. And UTA has a lot of track just sitting around. Yeah. Big region. It, it's impressive. I wish we we had that much rail anywhere in Utah. To someday, inshallah. Yeah. Yeah, someday. If Mike Christensen has his way. If he does, yeah. If we just started buying <laughs> active UP corridor, we'd be set. Yeah. Uh, buy, buy the Cash Valley UP track, please. Yeah, buy the Cash Valley subdivision. Heck yeah. Please, I'm begging you. And then you don't have to compete uh. with Salt Lake Express because it's a whole different service. <laughs> compete in air quotes. I don't know that it would be competition so much as blowing out of the water. <laughs> $40. Well, uh, they deserve blowing out of the water. Dude, I think a flipping bike path would be competitive with Salt Lake Express. <laughs> In terms yeah, of it, like time cost, it might. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you could build a base tunnel bike path to Brigham City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with one of those little conveyor belts. Average transit solution <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, base tunnel Schweeb. Ooh, yes, the base yes. tunnel Schweeb to Logan. The most ludicrous Directly idea from Brigham City to Logan is the base tunnel Schweeb. Oh. Maybe you don't even have to base tunnel. Maybe you can just have a Schweeb um, that is kind of like a roller coaster where it pulls you up on chains going up and then you Schweeb down. Sure, literal roller coaster from Brigham City to Logan. Yeah. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> the Schweeb coaster. <laughs> Salt Lake Express, don't add us. We're right. Or you can do like a really gradual, like soup, like, I don't know, 3,000 foot tall spiral of the Schweeb that you have to climb up. And then when you're done, you just kind of like spiral down on the other side slowly. Average highway infrastructure. Uh huh. Hmm. I'm, 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 really, I'm really into this whole Schweeb idea. Well, they, they should just um, fix up the old Sardine Canyon Road. Have that be a bike path, and then that would be brilliant between the two. Yeah, mm. and then you just, just have to put something down to Ogden, and you're set. Yeah, but well, and anyway, that was a good tangent. I love talking about yeah. the speed. I'll see you next uh, summer on the dirt road route to Logan. Oh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to scope that out because it wouldn't be bike infrastructure, but it went in a straight goddamn line. <laughs> yeah. The Orange County line would keep its Amtrak branding until 1993 when it would switch over to Metrolink. Metrotrack. Yes. And Metrolink. No. Service operations would be contracted out to Amtrak, an arrangement that remains in place to this day. Wait, really? Uh Uh-huh. Bruh. That's actually pretty common. You contract out your operations to another railroad. Does that even make sense at the scale they're running? Yes. Interesting. Because Amtrak is running at a much larger scale. Oh. So all they need to do is electrify the thing, buy a whole bunch of new trains from Stadler. Why Stadler specifically? Because they make cool trains. Oh. 
Uh, expansion was rapid. In 1993, the Riverside Line opened to the public, and in 1994, the Northridge earthquake disrupted the freeways north of Los Angeles. Yep. Metrolink and the Army Corps of Engineers undertook one of the most remarkable engineering feats in recent history. They built the entirety of the Antelope Valley Line and re-extended the Ventura Line to Oxnard, six stations in six weeks, and almost like 50 miles of track, I think. Dang. Why don't we have the Army Corps of Engineers build more infrastructure? Well, it was temporary. They had to, like, you know, fix it later. But Okay, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the Army Corps of Engineers is one of the more badass parts of the government. I know, right? Yeah. Return no, to CCC. They just own all the dams. They, like, run half the country, if you really think about it for a minute. They're kind of wild. <laughs> Yeah. So first term, Joe Biden passes unprecedented infrastructure funding. Second term, Joe Biden brings back the CCC to we build don't the need railroads. The CCC. Huh? Doing the CCC today would be a very bad idea with how expensive the labor market is. Uh. Uh, the earthquake and this incredible feat brought Metrolink a lot of good press, and it seemed a more attractive option than ever. Saturday service was added on the San Bernardino Line and the Antelope Valley Line in 1994 and 1996, and in 1995, the Inland Empire to Orange County Line opened, which was the first suburb-to-suburb regional rail line in the country. Wow. Yeah. So it runs, like, you, you guys know where Coaster connects up with the Sprinter no. at Oceanside? We, we've talked about both of these things. Yeah, we it, mentioned Metrolink goes there. Yeah, it goes there, and so you can get the train to L.A. or the train to San Bernardino from there. Hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final of Metrolink's main lines opened in 2002 with the 9-1 line running between DTLA and Riverside. Cool. Now all so they need to do is through run and electrify. Something like that. Well, this leads us to troubles. Uh, there were three major collisions between 2005 and 2015. The first one being on January 6th of 2005. A Metrolink train uh, hit an abandoned uh, SUV and derailed. 11 people died. Um, Work began on removing unnecessary or unsafe grade crossings after this tragedy. And putting plows. It is kind of weird that they derailed from from an an SUV. SUV. They're not that heavy. That's, like, kind of hard to do. They should put some plows on front of the trains. They have plows on the front of the trains. Bigger plows. Like killdozer plows? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Killdozerize the fleet. I like that. And then uh, September 12, 2008, Metrolink train collides head-on with a UP freight train, killing the engineer and 25 others. Uh, This incident uh, prompted the government to institute uh, PTC on U.S. railways. Yeah, so this is actually like the incident when you you curse PTC for existing. um, This is why? This is why. And not to say that positive train control is a bad thing, but it was a pain in the butt to install, especially with how kind of haphazardly the federal government went about doing it, so... Yeah, they didn't do it European-style, where they just designed the system and told everybody to plug it in. everyone else has to do it, yeah. They're like, hey, make your own. And that caused no problems. Zero. Well, um, the last one is February 24th, 2015. A Metrolink train collides with an abandoned truck and trailer near Oxnard. Um... One engineer died. Rest in peace. This yeah. is why American locomotives have the uh, 
the safety cabs that are basically like bollards on the front of your train in front of the engineer. Uh-huh. Why are there so, so many crossings? Uh, abandoned vehicles on the tracks? Presumably the Los occupant Angeles. got stuck and then got off. Either that or it's LA. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the positive train control installation was finalized... In 2015. Oh, it was finalized in, in 2015? That seems pretty early for PTC, I guess, because they were the inciting agency. They were the agency. inception of PTC. Because most everybody else was relying on, like, extended deadlines. Yeah. Well, after the finalization of the PTC installation, the record has been squeaky clean ever since. Yeah, no, um, no crashes since. Inshallah, someday they'll have grade separations at all. Maybe. Caltrain's got some pretty nice ones. Yeah, well, Caltrain was built that way back in the 1800s, so Caltrain is almost entirely grade separated. And it's had a very long time for additional grade separations to grow on it. Yes. (laughs) June 2016 marked the end of the bad times for Metrolink, as the 91 line was extended 24 miles into the Paris Valley. Cool. Another extension of the San Bernardino and I... EOC line to downtown San Bernardino. That's Inland Empire, Orange County, for those of you who don't know. Uh, that was completed the next year. And uh, Metrolink's most recent expansion has been the Algo, uh, DMU line running between Redlands uh, University and downtown San Bernardino. It's been a bit of a flop. What does it connect to? San Ber- downtown San Bernardino Metrolink and Redlands University. Why don't they just through run the Metrolink to the university? Because then we couldn't do hydrogen DMUs, which are e, they which use are environmentally friendly. They use Wait, what? Hi- hydrogen, hydrogen DMUs. DMUs. Wait, so it's like got a hydrogen engine and a diesel engine? No, I don't know what a, I don't know what you call a hydrogen multiple unit, so I call it a DMU. But oh, just say hydrogen HMU, multiple unit. HMU. HMU. Huh. HMU, yeah. They, I, uh, these things are always useless when they're not through run. Except yeah. EBART, somehow. Well, that's <laughs> because EBART connects to the country's greatest regional rail system. And this connects to Metrolink. So maybe it would be <laughs> nice if they threw run Metrolink. Hey, what if we put EMUs on Metrolink? No. Electricity bad, hydrogen could. Aren't they electrifying part of the Metrolink corridor for the high-speed rail? Eventually. Maybe someday that'll turn into a slippery slope. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> Not if Metrolink has anything to say about that. Um, do we have ridership numbers for the Arrow? Uh, 400. What? A day. How many trips? A lot. Half hourly. What? 400 Dude. from a university to downtown? You can smash that out of the water To be fair, this is bus. downtown San Bernardino, which... Calling it downtown is uh, uh, complimentary uh, that is not necessarily true. I know a lot of buses that get way better ridership than that. Yeah. Jeez. So anyway, that hasn't been great. Uh, Let's talk about the bad things about Metrolink. Uh, Number one, the surf line, problems in Orange County. Uh, Metrolink and the Pacific Surfliner and the coaster train that goes to San Diego all of them run on the surf line, which is this fantastically scenic train line that runs right next to the ocean. Consequently, it gets washed into the ocean like four <laughs> times a year. <laughs> this is so often. I, I think it's been like 
five times it's happened since we started the podcast where it's been like, oh, Surfline's out of service again. They just put it there because all the inland options sucked. So they, they just gave up and put it at the coastline. So this is like a constant source of disruptions for the Orange County line. Uh, ridership was pretty decent pre-pandemic. They got about 40000 a day. Today is not pretty decent. They get about 16000 which I would like to point out is about the same as Frontrunner gets. Bruh, and Frontrunner mm. has one 80-mile line. Yeah, versus one. like 350 miles or whatever. Of Frontrunner is also not in Los Angeles, which is a major yeah, it handicap. Is in, it is in Utah. But so why is the why is the recovery so bad? Because well, DTLA was never like that good, and now it's worse than ever. <laughs> and Metrolink doesn't go anywhere else. Well, it does, but just not like in a useful way. Yeah, like the the way they <laughs> set up their uh, peak service, sometimes peak only service, and uh, they don't through run through downtown LA at all. Makes it way less useful for anything except commuting to downtown LA. Uh, speaking of service, frequency is bad to extremely bad everywhere. <sighs> I think the most frequent is like one that runs between like San Bernardino and downtown like every half hour, and that's the best of the bunch. Jeez. The rest are like peak service only. The or rest of them you can count the individual trips. Or there are like, you know, 10 trains a day, or there's like, you know, hourly or less. So it's it's not great. Uh, land use. <laughs> what? Uh, that's no. funny. Moving on. Uh, electrification. <laughs> more like hydrogen. Dude. <laughs> own the track. Put up the wires. <laughs> Caltrain's doing it. Yeah. The high-speed rail's going to be doing it to you. Uh, did, did they just get federal funding for doing hydrogen? Yeah. Or is it... What? Yeah. And okay. state funding, because California... Because Ga- the GAV is really into hydrogen. Oh I, I thought it would be some really stupid reason why they would do that. What has the Gav been drinking? Uh, hydrogen. Presidential ambitions. <laughs> Very <sighs> potent Liquid drug. hydrogen. Gav Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. The Gavinberg. Ah. <laughs> <The> Gavinberg. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, true regional rail, LA needs it to thrive uh, fast, through running, electrified, goes everywhere because LA Metro, as much as I love it, is not fast. No, it's not. I mean, it's fast, but like not fast. And it's not that big either. I mean, it is pretty big, but not that big compared to LA. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, Metrolink does cover LA. The service just sucks absolute ass. Yeah, Metrolink has some things going for it. Uh, it has great connectivity. It goes everywhere. It has good connections, especially in DTLA. And there's a lot of potential there. And they still own, like, I think a bunch of unused tracks. So Literally, the only thing that sucks is the service that they run on the track. Pretty much. Electrify. Electrify. And through run. True, bestie. So true. So true. Uh, any other comments? No. Alex, you got any comments on the Metrolink? I don't think so. I, just talking more about LA just makes me not wanting to go there. It could be the Tokyo of the West Coast it of the USA. It could have been the Tokyo of, of North America, but instead it chose to be the Los Angeles of North America. <laughs> Great. <laughs> or maybe like, I don't know, what's a really crappy city that everyone in Europe hates? Um... Brussels. It chose to be the Brussels <laughs> of America. 
I don't know if I've ever heard anything anybody say anything positive about Brussels. Oh, well, it's named after sprouts. Oh, is that true? No. Like I said, <laughs> this is mi- misinformation. It's our podcast. Our we podcast. can say whatever we want. Yeah, fun fact. TRLP also stands for the Real Lies Podcast. <laughs> what if you <laughs> This is true. <laughs> it also stands for the Religion Podcast and... You missed the L. It's in religion. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm canceling you. <laughs> and um, the range... Like poker. I don't know. I ran out of funny ideas. You sound like ChatGPT. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, I know. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. Patrons receive early access to our regular content as well as exclusive content as often as we can get it out. Sometimes they even get merch drops. Speaking of patrons... Our patrons paying us to tell lies and make merch <laughs> are <laughs> at uh, Metrolink if it was good tier, Zach <laughs> Adams, at Caltrain tier, generic GT, and at Frontrunner tier we have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, Mike Christensen, Phobos2390, and Tony Stunts. Welcome. Hi, Tony. Yeah, hello. Uh, thank you, Frontrunner. We have our redline tier, $5 a month. Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ. Hi, Will. What's up? Watkins. Thank you. <laughs> Elijah Kinsler, G4, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant Alley Resident, <laughs> aptly named again, uh-huh. and Robert P. Walsh. At our blue line tier. Is there a blue line in L.A.? Uh, there was. Now it's the A-line. At our A-line tier, $3, we have Alex Dykelski, Ben Busap, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, Gonzo12, Jack McCoskey, Martin Hacker martinez Matt Gray, Oliver, Seth, and Zach Verstott. At grind tier, uh, the freeway median line in L.A. was the green line, the one that got built from the... Um from the lawsuit. Oh. Uh, we have Andrea Levine, Benjamin Wood, John Heron Gorman, and Kapil. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you You're all. So rich. Mi- more misinformation coming soon. <laughs> we sell misinformation on the internet. Uh, what's another misinformation I can say? Your mom. Uh, George W. Bush did not do 9 11. Your mom <laughs> did 9 11. The climate changes. This is just normal. Yeah. Um, climate change is fake. The earth is flat. Bush did 9-11. God is real, but only if you're a Calvinist. <laughs> I think that covers uh, other cons- Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your uh, day without listening to another Redline podcast episode, because there aren't any more. Never. Yep, yeah, we're done. Wrap it we're up. Done. This is... This has been the misinformation segment. Thank you. Okay. Are we actually going to do an other other Metrolink episode for 129? I thought I said 126. This is 129. Oh well, yeah. If if and when we get there, that's in like what year and a half. Yeah, we'll put it on the schedule. Yeah, I'll make sure and do Manchester Metrolink. 
One of God's strangest light rail systems. Alright. The Aussies and the Brits build light rail really weird, so... As in better than us or worse? Ah. Uh, better than us? Yeah. 